Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Dear friend, Lane Crowder, I've been trying to quote what she's been talking about on several podcasts. I finally was like, Laney, you've got to come on and you have to talk about this yourself. She is talking about how we are in a season of abundance at all times, even when we feel like we are not. And I just love this message so much. She talks about how we have to go through the raining season. We have to go through the plowing. It has to rain again. We have to then when we finally get to the harvest in our lives, sometimes the harvest is overcome by locusts and we have to start all over again and we wonder what is going on? Is God even there? It all leads to abundance. She talks about this message. She's such a spiritual sister to me and I admire and respect and look up and look up to her so much. I'm so happy to have her on. Here's Lainey Crowder. Okay, I'm here with my dear friend, Lainey Crowder. How's it going, Lainey? It's going well. Is that the correct way to say that? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I am good. such a grammar expert, so yes, it's going well. Thank, Thank you, you, madam. Thank you. We just did something cool. Lainey had a bunch of moms over to her house, and we did a CPR class. Yes, because it's ridiculous that I have an almost eight-year-old and almost four-year-old and have never learned that skill. It was super easy. Yeah, much easier than I thought it would be. Me too. And yeah. I, it's just nice to know how to do that. So like, hopefully you never in a situation where you got to do CPR, but it, it's kind of like the self-defense thing. I feel like, well, if I, maybe I'll remember something if I ever need it, you know, mm-hmm. cause I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than knowing you can't help someone when there's a skill set you could have potentially learn to help easily acquire yeah. and you can actually even just probably google it and figure it out i did one time look it up i can't remember why i, I found a video on youtube a couple years ago just because i was like i at least need to know something but right anyway precious heart cpr <clears throat> they were awesome 
And just for any other person in general, I would recommend doing this just to know how to do it. Yeah, I I, I told Corey, because he's out of town, that we were doing it. And he was like, I really need to learn that. So we might have to do another class and have the men's come. Corey is your husband, who's also my husband's bestie. They look like brothers from another mother. Like brothers from another mother. Corey is a hit songwriter, hit producer. We're sitting in a room surrounded by all his accomplishments. Which he hates, for the record. <laughs> if anyone ever comes to my house, this room drives him crazy. It's the first thing I hung up at the house when we moved in because the house felt very impersonal. And I was like, what, what do I have that I can hang up that looks like someone lives here? And this is what I had done before he came home from work one day. And he was like, are you kidding me? But it's also like his music room. I know. We, got, we <clears> want to <throat> get a piano in here. And we do hang out in here. I don't play the guitar, but the kids sing and he plays. And we turned it into a music room. That's what it's doing. So the one behind us is Thank of You, which uh, he wrote and produced for Chris Young, Cassidy Pope. He's had a lot of Chris Young songs. He did. A lot yeah. of number one songs yeah, for Chris Young. His number ones have, have come from Chris and that's been awesome. And works um, a lot with Florida Georgia line. Yeah. Yeah. He's working a lot with them and you know, it's just fun. He's in a great season of life. Like uh, all of it's, we've been together since we were 16 and 17 and it has been like quite the journey. Y'all were together when, I mean, you guys were broke, 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 broke. We were broker than broke. <laughs> and not that like, I mean, I don't know what not broke is because sometimes when I'm looking at the bills we're paying, it's like, geez, this is just hard to even get ahead. But broke, 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 but believing in a dream and not looking back. And he's always said, you know, if you have a plan B, go on and do it because like when the times get hard, you'll like lean on them. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, there's scenarios, there's a scenario he doesn't like me to talk about. So I'm not going to talk about it on here, but you <laughs> oh, probably come heard on, the story come before. On. No, I, I will talk about it. But probably right before he had his first number one, like I remember a time just so we could like have gas money, we had to return all the groceries to the grocery store. Like the most embarrassing time of your life. Like he had to do it. I didn't do it. I was out of town. <laughs> um, but I mean, just things like that to where, you know, I'm 38, he's 36. He'll be 37 in May. Not yet. Um, I robbed the cradle there. But, you <laughs> know, you. younger people in town that maybe they see this and see success, like, and they're going through times where it's like, how am I going to pay my bill? Or I'm having to work five different jobs. Is just this to, ever going to happen? Yeah. And you, it, it's just one of those things, like, we've all been there. Like, nothing's been handed to any of us. And there's still so much further to go or more dreams to accomplish. And it's just, that's all part of the story that makes the wins feel so much bigger. Um then maybe they are, but to us, like, they're huge, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah, he hates that story, though, when he had to go back to Kroger and return every grocery. But it's true. Okay, I don't know why I just want to cry right now. No. So I'm going to just let a few tears out because it makes me feel better when I cry. And this, I've never done this in a podcast, but will you pray over this podcast, Are you Lainey? kidding me? Because before we started, I was going to ask if I could, and I didn't. So there we go. I'm I want you to it. pray, and that's a big reason why I want you to come on this podcast because you've started a Bible study for women, and not in this, like, don't y'all get scared. It's not like this... I'm going to preach you churchy, churchy Bible, like Byron Brinstone. It's not like that. Cause I can't subscribe to that. And that's yeah. not how Lainey's doing it. And I just think you have such a great approach to spirituality. So will you I pray would love for us? To. Okay. God, thank you for this time. Thank you for Caroline and her heart and just the light that she is to this world. And to me personally, God, I pray for this podcast and all the ears um, that she's able to reach with, um, with her words. And I just pray for our time, God. Um, I pray that things would be protected and not misinterpreted in any way um, that anyone listening would know that we're just two women that you have created, that we're figuring it out as best as we can with your guidance and help, Lord. And I pray that we can just shed some light 
um, on who you are and what you're teaching us these next few minutes. Bring us peace and joy and contentment. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I Why have, do you want to cry? Just I go feel, there real fast. I want to cry. And sometimes I just have to cry to get it out because once I cry, I feel so much better. I mean, it's just like ever since becoming a mom, the just the intensity of what life is on a spiritual level and then like on a human level is so much bigger to me than it ever has been before because I see Sunny every single day and I was, she grew in my stomach and I'm still so close to that experience because she's yeah. still so new that I realize how divine it is and how much True. bigger it is. And like she started off as nothing and now mm. she's as a full human. And then I just, I like being with you today and community of women and seeing all these women that we're trying to be good moms. We're trying our best to be great spouses. We're trying our best to be good people. And I think just the fact that like we start, we come into this world so pure, so brand new, so from the other side. Totally. And here we are, like the whole evolution of just growing into adults. And it's like we're all just trying to yes. be the best that we can, doing the best we know how to do. And it's just like such an overwhelming experience because here is. we all yeah. are just doing this thing together. Yeah, which which I think like community is so powerful. I was talking about this in one of the studies recently because – I think my loneliest times in life are when I'm either trying to do it on my own mm -hmm. or think I'm in control, which we were talking about earlier. Um, we have to have each other. And I think when you get in a room with women and ironically, the gentleman that was leading the CPR class kept going, wow, you guys thought of every scenario. Wow. Yep. I was going to talk about that. And Beat we're me to like, it. Cause we're all moms and we're freaking out all the time. And we lay in our beds at night thinking about all these things that could happen. And, but there is such like, peace that comes from being like okay I'm not the only one that thinks this way or I'm not the only one that failed today or I'm not the, like we're never gonna get it right yeah like it's 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 exhausting trying to yes and going back to like you know I I'm thankful and grateful that I've had the honor and the privilege of bringing two children into this world and I don't take that lightly and I know that that is like a struggle for a lot of women and my heart is broken for them because it truly is a love <laughs> that you cannot experience until you're on this side of it, mm -hmm. you know? And so with what you're talking about, everything is so much stronger and different and the sky's bluer and the dark skies are darker when mm -hmm. you're mom and um, the kids you can love with all your heart, but they can break your heart in an instant too. And so there is a lot to it and you're in the throes of it. You're in the early itty bitty and Caroline hobby time. Like you're far along in it, but you're <laughs> not. I mean, you know what I mean? Like you are, you're in the like really early stages and, so it's a lot to take on. And I'm going to go ahead and confess this because this has been... Because we're at church. We're, we're at church right now. We are. <laughs> this is a confession I've had that like, I've really like, it's full circle with, so now I can say it. Like, because like sometimes you, when you're in the middle of like dealing with like an insecurity or a fear, like you can't really talk about it because like you're in it. Yeah. So I've always had this fear that I'm not good enough. People who listen to this podcast know that about me. But I've always struggled that I'm not good enough. And... It translated into getting pregnant. Like we couldn't get pregnant for a while. So I felt like I wasn't good enough to carry a child. Okay, the tears are just going to come for all this. Like all that. I didn't feel like I was good enough to carry a child. And then we did get pregnant. And then I was scared I was not going to be good enough to be a mom. And then I finally like had her. And I felt like I had to just like do everything right. Improve everything right to show that I'm a good mom. And to show that like I deserve this. And that I'm not like screwing her up. Or that I'm not like that. I that, Look people, I'm a good mom. I'm a good mom. I'm a good mom. And finally I'm at this point where I'm like, I just know I'm a good mom now and yes. I don't have to like, I'm not going to be able 
to worry enough to protect her and I don't need people to see that I'm doing a good job because I know my heart is good and I feel like for a long time when I first had her I just needed to like talk about what I was doing let everyone know that I was doing in case I messed up at least I told you I did it I did it so like I won't be that's a trap that's like Mm -hmm. such an exhausting trap of and I'm a few years ahead of you and like my kids are seven or what almost eight almost four whatever but like you'll be back in that headspace in another season of life. Like when one of them starts preschool and you're the mom that forgot it was whatever day and you didn't dress your kid up or it's, it's a constant cycle of having to remind yourself, I am a good mom. You know what? Like the only litmus test that I use now is if I'm a good mom is like, do my kids now I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's okay. Like, let's cry. When they go to bed at night, do they feel, do they know that they are loved? And Walker did something <laughs> the other day that I was really disappointed. He's your seven year old. Yes. He's my seven year old. And we'd come in from the neighbor's house. We'd had a great day. I can blame it on a million reasons. The kids were exhausted. We'd gone to church and ran around. And then we went to a birthday party and ran around. And then the neighbor invited us to dinner. And we went up there. And my kids were like super loud, super not good listeners. And we came home. And I was like, we're going to bed. You've lost your privileges, blah, blah, blah. And I was very stern with him. And he had tears in his eyes. And he was like, but you still love me, right? And it's like... And let me just say, I was as mild upset as you could be because mostly I was just too exhausted to be terribly upset. But he was like, you still love me, right? And I said, I will always love you. There's nothing you could do that would make me not love you. And I want you to always know that I'm just disappointed in you. And so he said, will you give me a hug before bed? I was like, of course. And then he went to his room. But like, I'd, that's the, that is knowing like, that's the only thing you need to know is like, is Sonny going to feel loved? And sometimes yes. love looks a lot different than getting it all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she'd rather have a mom that loves her and a mom that can show herself grace and can show herself like forgiveness than a mom that's got it all together that can't do those things. And I feel like you're so good at talking with your kids. Like I feel like maybe back in the day when yeah. things are more back maybe in our parents generation or grandparents generation like people didn't talk about their feelings as much I feel like you're good at talking about stuff like even if you say you messed up like you're you are good at talking to Walker and be like okay I I messed up here like how do you do that I don't I don't know why I feel the need to talk so much to my kiddos I think Um, that's amazing but I like can over talk through things. I mean, there was a time a couple <laughs> months ago that like, I can't remember what happened at school. Marker was upset about it. And at the end of the, he calls like, I, I have a counselor that I haven't been to in too many months. Like I, I love her to pieces. And one day he asked, what are you doing today when you dropped me off school? And I said, well, I'm going to a counselor. And he was like, well, what's a counselor? And I was like, it's a feelings doctor. So that's what we call a counselor. And anyway, he'd been upset about something that had happened and I was laying in his bed talking to him all through, how this make you feel? What do you think about that? Well, how could, and he was like, I think I just know, need to go to a feelings doctor and talk about it. <laughs> and so I came downstairs, I was like, Corey, we've got to get Walker in a counselor. He wants to go to like a feelings doctor. And Corey was like, are you over? Like, I don't know. I feel like, um, I think we were raised in a, in a time period where people didn't talk about their emotions as much for whatever reason, a large part is, I don't think the society in in general was as anxious as it is now. I mean, I'm going to throw the blame on social media and a million other things in technology, but, and there's a lot of good that comes from those things, but anxiety as a whole, I mean, it's like statistically risen. So maybe we feel the need to work through things with words more than we did when our parents were our age. But my fear is that I'm going to like push my kids the opposite direction where they're like way too in tune with their emotions. But 
I raise my kids and Corey does too. I mean, this is kind of how we approach it to talk about an issue, whether you're happy or sad. Why are you mad about this? Like, how did this make you feel? Like yesterday when CJ, who's three, had a little girl at the gym tell her, go away, I don't like you. Oh, You know, it's the first thing she told me when I picked her up at childcare. It probably broke her little heart. Yeah, and what's awesome about a three-year-old is they're like, mommy, this girl said she don't like me. Can we go get the orange smoothie you like? Like, <laughs> it, that, like she hadn't thought about it since, but you know, well, how did that make you feel, CJ? It hurt my feelings. Well, you know, that's not being a good friend. Let's make sure we don't ever make someone feel the same way that girl made you feel. You know, I don't know. You know what? Check back with me in like 20 years. <laughs> Let's see if like I've over communicated emotions to my children. We'll see. No, I don't think so. And I love to, we were talking about this story uh, after the CPR class with some other girlfriends and Kristen Bruss, one of our yeah. good friends said something that I thought was a really good point because, and you said this too, like what's going on in that little girl's home that made her say that? And it's like, yeah. let's, instead of, it's a good, it's like pray for that mom of that little girl and that little girl because somehow she's not getting the love that she needs somewhere. And sure. it might not even be the parents' fault. Who knows right, what it right. is? Like older sibling or mm-hmm. is it something they're watching? And I look, my kid could say the same thing to someone. Yeah, like I, that's true. I have to Maybe remember. Maybe it's just human nature. It's just human nature or they're repeating things. They don't even know what they mean. Like, just trying stuff out. My sister always says that. Like, you know, every kid's yeah. going to push a boundary and just try stuff out. And you have to let your kids know where that boundary is. Oh, yeah. And sometimes, you know, I think what's hard with parenting is it's like sometimes kids don't know why they do things. They're just and trying someone it. someone told me that. And I can't remember who. They were like, you've got to remember. Like, you're going, why would you do that? Like, one night Walker, a couple years ago, was turning the lights off, walking up the steps. And he threw something at me. <laughs> like, just in the dark. <laughs> threw whatever he had in his hand and it hit me in my face thankfully it was very soft (laughs) but I lost my mind on him and I go why would you do that and he was like I have no idea I have no idea why I threw that when you turn the light out you know like they truly just trying it they have not been on this earth very long to figure it out cause and effect I mean there are so many things that as a parent, you just, I don't know, throw it against the wall and hope it sticks. Is that what the phrase is? You know, I mean, there's there's no guarantees in any of it. I Dang have, it, why is there not a playbook, right? <laughs> I have loved being your friend before I had kids. But I have, like, really leaned on you as a, a friend mentor. And now that I have children, I'm going to cry again. God, everything makes me emotional. Freak. You are fine. <laughs> Emotion is not a sign of weakness. We I know. Gotta, like, retrain ourselves to think no i know but it's just just weird to spontaneously cry in the middle of conversations (laughs) you know what is it it's like cleansing it is cleansing it's great but i have loved your approach to parenting so much because you and my sister remind me a lot of each other and y'all become friends now too Catherine Catherine power she's the best and y'all are kind of the same way you're very much about living in the moment and being in the moment and enjoying the moment and not being consumed by worry obviously preparing yourself as best you can to keep your child safe but you are like your word is today I mean talk to me about why you have the word today I feel like I mean I heard this if we're gonna have church we're gonna have church one time (laughs) I am one of those people that I'm like I think God just spoke to me like it's not an audible voice like as in like oh there's a manly voice it's just something pops in my head that I know is not for me and recently make you feel I mean, there's a peacefulness that comes with it and it's, you know, I've, I've heard like 
some believers get a really bad rap of like, oh, they have voices in their head. It's not even like that. It's just I was standing in my kitchen one day, very anxious about something. Usually Corey traveling is like a trigger for me because I feel like the weight of the world, there's no family around. It's just me to do this. And, you know, and I, I said, I go, God, what is this anxiety? And immediately anxiety is when you feel overwhelmed or responsible for an outcome. Outcomes are in the future. Stay in the present and you won't that have just anxiety. Came it just you. came to me. Like I, I didn't, it just came to me. And so it's like, over time, I've realized that like, if you're living in today, if you're staying present, which is a very biblical principle, <laughs> do not worry about tomorrow. Today has enough worries of its own. Be still, know that I'm God, like be present. That like, I think anxiety is minimized. Like if you think about the things you worry about with Sonny, or you think about it just in general, or with Michael, or with anything, or the future, or job, or career, it's not now. It's mm-hmm. like... it's in the future. And so when we feel overwhelmed about the future or we feel responsible for the future is when anxiety comes. And so to me, I am the most content if I'm staying present. Mm -hmm. Um, I have the most joy if I'm like, today is all I'm going to worry about. Doesn't mean I'm not preparing for things in the future, but I'm not, my mind isn't living there like it used to live. Right. Um, And I don't know. I think that's why I'm so... I mean, I have a bracelet on, but it says present. <laughs> so I say present. I've enjoyed, I think that's what it says. Enjoy, Enjoy today's today. shirt because, you know, I'm walking through a journey with a really close friend of mine who's had a really hard year with a um, sick husband. And, you know, that's the, the only thing I know knew to tell her the day she called to tell me about his diagnosis was, I, all I can tell you is just think about today. <laughs> like, yeah. you're really worried about the future and I understand why, but that's going to rob you of anything that you could find to make you happy today. And mm-hmm. it sounds like so it's tangible for me. It's become very tangible. You to, can grab onto it. I can grab onto it. It sounds really like out there, like just live in today, live in the moment. And it's not like a carpe diem type seize the day type of thing for me. It's like, no live like right now, like this conversation, mm-hmm. be have, in it, be in it, be in it. I feel like, it's just easier. It's getting easier for me to be present because when I'm not present, I'm a pretty miserable human being. You notice the difference in the feelings. Usually I can go back to like, Oh my God, today, like I rushed through everything. I thought through, if I wake up in the morning and I'm thinking of the 15 things that have to get done, I'm constantly thinking about the next thing or tomorrow or, and there is just this like weight of the world on my shoulders. Whereas I'm like, you know, I'm gonna get up right now and I'm going to go fix my kids breakfast. And then I'm fixing them breakfast and we're like singing a song and laughing and whatever. And, and you're like, in it. I'm in it. It's just you're the in only that way. Moment. The flip side to that is I've become an anti-planner, which, which is great. Yes and no. But like, there's things like I want to cook more meals for my family, especially now having a daughter that's got like an allergy and going to restaurants is starting to get harder. That takes planning. So like, I'm just now in this season of like, okay, how do I find this balance of like preparing and planning for things in the future? Cause I've had to retrain my brain to not do that. Right. And there are times when that is like necessary and appropriate. So, so it's just finding your balance. It's just finding it. Sometimes you have to go all the way to the other side yeah, before that, you can I come think. back. I, I did that with food. I was like so, uh, I had so many eating disorders and so much weird a stigma around good food, bad food. Yeah. That ever since like getting pregnant and having Sunny, like I've been eating whatever I want, yeah. but just not overeating. And so now I'm like, okay, I have a healthy relationship with junk food. Now I can eat you healthy can, food and find a balance. Go. It's, I mean, I think that's how it works. Sometimes we go to an extreme. Like mm-hmm. sometimes we have to go to an extreme to find healing. As crazy as that I sounds, I totally agree with and that. 
yeah, because I, I I watch it happen or be beneficial for people or we've talked about it with the food for you and mm-hmm. it's awesome. Now it's like, had you not been that way, it's like you I let myself able to find that balance. Totally, I let myself eat anything and everything I wanted, and now I'm like, okay, I don't have to eat the whole thing. I can have as much as I want, and be done. Yeah, and now I, I sometimes I crave a kale salad over a piece of pizza. There I you just go. do whatever I feel. But I feel like with anxiety and like how you are so good at living in this day and like maybe you said you've become so good at it that you're having trouble planning. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> but it, the anxiety to me stems from we live in a world where we have so much access to so many stories of people all over the world, which is beautiful on one sense because right. we're connected on a way we've never been. We are able to have resources and learn sure. more and know, have all this knowledge that is at, the, at our fingertips basically because of the way we're connected. Yeah. But because of that, also, we're hearing so many stories of everything that could go wrong, all the fears in the world, everything Mm -hmm. happening that like we were talking today. And it's like, I cannot have enough anxiety to have all the anxiety in the world covered so nothing will happen. No, like I can't worry enough to make whatever I'm worrying about not happen because the things I haven't thought to worry about yet are probably going to be what happens. So it's like, why am I going to miss this moment? Because I'm worrying about what's probably not not going to change it, you know. Exactly. It's not going to make it easier if it does happen. It, it doesn't. Corey said this to me one time because once again, and I, I don't consider myself like I don't have an anxiety disorder. I don't have like, I'm not an anxious person, but like I've never thought of myself in those ways. And like even going to counseling wasn't about anxiety. It was about I have a fear of failure and this is like how it affects my relationships and this is where I can become control. You know, like I, it was working through those things, but I've realized like, no, every single person has anxiety in some way. It just looks different. And mine was constant worry about bad things happening, mm-hmm. which is anxiety. I just didn't know that's what my worry was. And Corey was like, I, this was years ago. He said, I feel like the amount of time that you have spent worrying about these scenarios happening or playing them out or the fear that you've taken on or the way it's made you like feel like all of that together is worse than if that thing had actually happened, how mm. you would feel. Mm. Or, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you have, you're harming yourself more even thinking through all these things. Because for the most part, I mean, Corey is very close to perfect. He is not perfect. He is such a wonderful he's person. Close. He's awesome. But like, he can just, I mean, he has his own, you know, the music industry is an anxious industry of to course. begin with. But, you know, he he has anxiety in certain scenarios. For the most part, it was just so different looking than what mine were because mm-hmm. mine were coming up every day about this kid and oh my god this could happen and I, you know and I, I've never forgotten it to sit here and think oh my god what a waste of time what this, a waste if of this time. were to happen I would I have watched people close to me walk through tragedy and come out on the other side and they are different they're no better they're no worse they're different you're but different they have, they've walked it they're and still w- standing and they're why make yourself live through it in a way that you don't even know how you're going to handle it if it actually happens. Why have a fake scenario that you're living in when if it happens, it's going to happen and you're going to have to walk through it anyway then. So just be with whatever moment you're in. And you're right. They came through it. They came through it. And it's like, and I'll tell them, you know, I've had a high school friend. I mean, she married her high school sweetheart and he passed away in a car wreck at 10 o'clock on, I think a Monday morning. And it, changed the course of her life like left her with an eight month old she was widowed at 28 and she's still standing she's still texting me god this is gonna make me tear up like monday night when she knew i was starting a new bible study with a new group of women she doesn't even live in this state and she was like hey i think you're starting a bible study tonight i pray that the holy spirit speaks to those through you it's like she's walked through 
hell, literally, you know, for a decade of it. And she's still encouraging her friend. Like, there is good that can come from what we perceive as like tragedy and darkness and all these things. And I just, I don't know. Staying present, I feel like I don't waste time. Worry wastes time. Worry does not, I read this too somewhere, like worry does not prevent something from the future happening, nor does it change anything that happened in your past. Like, what a waste of time. What a waste of time. You know? And so, somebody says like sitting in a rocking chair, just going back and forth, but going nowhere. It's a great point. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. So tell me, you said, I want to talk about this Bible study that you started because you didn't start it because you're like, and Lainey, I talked to you before you started it and you're like, <laughs> I don't want people to think that I'm trying to be like this holier than thou spiritual guru. And I'm like, that is not the vibe that you put off at all. And that is not your heart for doing this. You truly felt called to start this Bible study. And you said something, you said, I'm not going to over spirit. I'm not going to, What? tell me what you said. I, I said, I'm at a place in life where I've spent a, a large amount of my life making sure I don't like over spiritualize anything and by doing that I realized like I've been under spiritualizing things and I'm just not going to do that anymore it's like there's a weight that comes along with like sharing your beliefs especially now I feel like people are constantly trying to poke holes in things um and there was a fear I probably attached to that and not ever wanting to be in that position or be like I've never wanted to be like this Saturday Night Live, like church lady skit, you know, like I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to be the church lady, but I do feel like God has called me to teach this message that he's put on my heart and to just bring women along with me and say, Hey, this is what I'm learning. What about you? And, um, yeah, you were, you were great. It was funny because 
before we started the one that you came to a couple weeks ago. Because you, you have like, three going now, right? I have three going. It's the same message. It's all different groups of women. Um, there's like no strategy involved. <laughs> there's no end goal with it, which I love. That's like the first time in my life I haven't like, I mean, I played college basketball. Like my whole life was like, get on this team and then go get a division one scholarship and then play. And like, it, there was always these goals and any job I got or when I was trying to do sports broadcasting, it was like how to like work your way up. And this is the first time like there is no end goal, which is terrifying, but not mm-hmm. the opposite. I mean, now it's just free. Freeing. Like, All right, God, where You're are we going? You're just doing it based on the feelings. Yeah. And, you know, you said like, look, put your fears out there in front of us. And my fears were, I did not go to seminary. Not that that equips you in any way or puts you at a different level, but like I don't have the background to like be like teaching scriptures like a lot of people have the background of. That's a fear. I don't want to misspeak. I don't want to misrepresent something. Um, and then the other fear was that people are going to be like, oh, Lenny wants to be up there talking. You know, like this is about her. And those two things are fears of mine. And you were like, just throw them out there. Let us know those are your fears. And it was so freeing to be like, you know what? I'm going to do that. Look, I never pictured myself doing this. This sounds like super boring to be the lady like going around teaching <laughs> Bible studies. This is not what I picture for my life, but it's, it is the only thing that I have. Like, I like wake up excited about like from, um, like a work type, like, okay, I've got this work to do. This is the, the work God's given me in, in front of me. I, it, it excites me. And it's just silly to even say, cause it's so it's opposite. Not silly. It feels silly. Well, I feel like you're just really in a season of like, you're really in a good season in your life right now. Like, I feel like you are really in tune. What is good? Define good and I'll tell you. Okay. I feel like you are in a peaceful, content season with like, A, you're blessed right now. Like you're in a harvest season. I'm in a harvest season. And which I want to talk about this message because this is the message you taught, which I thought was such a, and I even tried to recap it on a podcast somewhere and I'm like, I got to get Lainey on here because she's got to explain this message. But you're in a harvest season and you're also just in a state of peace and contentment. And today, you're in a today season, which I feel like is such a blessing to be here. I, I hope that I'm always in this season. That does not mean, I hope I'm in an always peaceful present season because I feel like that is possible. Mm-hmm. No matter what's happening. No matter what's happening. Maybe it. Maybe I can feel the peace a little bit more than I could if I was walking through a, a really hard season, which, which will come. I mean, that's life, you mm-hmm. know? It's like... It's just how it is. But I want to I want to be present. I want to be peaceful no matter what else is going on around me. Um, and maybe that's easier to say in the season I'm in right now. But I do hope that for anyone. I feel like that's the only way you can get through these seasons. Like if you don't have the peace that like, look, this is all part of the story. This is all part of where I'm supposed to be going. This is, this is just a role. This is just a chapter in my book. Like if there's, there's gotta be a piece that comes along with that or like, you'll never be able to get through that chapter. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the whole message that I feel like has been put inside me is I love the way you explained it. Get us all to understand that like, and there's this whole, and I know it's like the vision that started this is powerful and it's a lot to explain. Just tell us, just tell us in a condensed, but thorough way. Okay. I was at a retreat that Kristen Brust was speaking at. I went with her up to Detroit. It was at this precious church up there. And um, they had this time of prayer meditation where they had you spread out along the sanctuary, like wherever you were. They were so sweet. They had like little lavender mask, a lavender oil and mask to put on to like, like get really calm and quiet. And they tasked you with this. The task was to ask God to give you a vision of how he saw you. 
And they said, look, you might get like a picture in your head and you know exactly what that means. Or you may pray and, and get a picture and like, you don't have a clue what it means, but like 10 years later, it pops in your head and you're like, this, I had this, this is from 10 years ago. Now I know what it means. Or you may not get like a picture of how God sees you. And all of those scenarios are totally fine. And so I did get a vision, a very, very, very clear vision. And it was this woman with her hands held high in a field of wheat with a dress on, long hair. There were blue skies and she was just happy and praising God. And I knew what that meant immediately because a few minutes earlier, I'd had this massive feeling of guilt and shame when I was in a prayer group with other women who were dealing with some really heavy things in my prayer group that we'd randomly been assigned to. And I'm talking like loss, husbands leaving, multiple miscarriages, someone's son in prison, those type of things. And the only prayer request I had turned in prior to their sharing theirs was, should I go back to work? And so during the, I mean, if you can imagine everybody's bearing their souls about these heavy things and then you're like the little girl that's like, oh, should I go back to work? Because I'm just so blessed. I don't even have to work if I don't want to. That's the way it felt to me. Yeah. And I felt so guilty and shameful like who are you like to think that's all you need prayer for? And it was a really terrible feeling. And that's what I took into the time of prayer and meditation. And so when God gave me the vision of this woman in a wheat field, praising him with blue skies and happy. And he was like, you can be that girl. Go be that girl. It's you okay. can be happy. And it you is can okay. be blessed. You can be happy. You can be in a season of abundance, which wheat is a sign of abundance. You can have blue skies. Like that's the season I have you in now. Like, it is okay. And Do not be, be guilty. There. Be there. And so I ran over to, I called Kristen Breast KB. I was like, I ran over to KB and I was like, tonight when we get back to the hotel, I have to tell you about this vision. And she was like, I got one too. And so I go, well, tell me about it. And she was like, oh, and she goes, you go first. And I said, what's well, this girl in a field of wheat? And she goes with her hands held high in blue skies with a long dress on praising God. And we had had the same vision at the same time. <laughs> And we like still two and a half years later, I mean, last week I called her, we were like, something was going on. I was like, I was just in there thinking about our wheat field vision. Like, like we can never forget that. Like for two and a half years, it's just been on our mind and through a series of very God ordained, like conversations or pictures or wheat has started to pop up everywhere after that happened. Like and it's it was, your sign. It's my sign. And it's like a laughable sign. I mean, you've seen it. Like I was praying last year, like, all right, God, I feel like you're calling me to start some type of Bible study for women to, that does with wheat, with abundance, living an abundant life. Like, you know, and then as I'm sitting here thinking like, I just need a sign. Can you give me a sign? I walked in and saw like we were in New York and the very, like as I'm sitting here having this conversation with God and feeling like he's like, you're about to see wheat, get ready. I mean the whole inside, we always inside Mango in New York City, the whole inside of the store was women mannequins standing in a field of wheat. <laughs> I mean, like, how? Like, like 20 seconds after I felt heard what I talked about earlier, to me that's God speaking, don't miss the wheat. And I was like, don't miss the wheat. Where did that come from? I'm like, helping my husband get his jacket on or something his shoulder was like he just had surgery and like I just heard it and the very next door was I mean the picture's hysterical when I show it in the bible studies women standing in wheat women standing in a wheat field and I was like I get it and from that point it became how like, awesome when you get a sign that man, clear I mean was, he's like hitting you on the head with it he's saying Laney. that's what it takes for me I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a poke holes in things. That's why I recognize mm -hmm, it and mm -hmm. why I'm fearful to put myself out there is because I poke hole in, holes in things. It's like this defense mechanism I have, right? And so I he has to talk to me in that way because he knows if 
I'm not going to get it. And at that point, seeing those women in a wheat field, even Corey walked up and goes, oh my gosh. He goes, are you sending this to KB? Because he knew I had my phone out. Like, I know what you're doing with this. Because he's now like way into the wheat vision too. And so from that point, it came, it was no longer like a cute idea. Like, oh, I'll start a Bible study and invite, you know, women in music. And it was almost like, this is what I've told you to do. If you don't do it, you're actually like, like going against what I have for you for your life. And so... That's where we are. So how did you start it? And tell me this message because the message that you taught, I just like couldn't get enough of it. I um, started it in September out of my home. I invited like 15 women who are either like married to people in the music industry or are artists themselves to come. And the group came. And then the one you you came to was back in January. I had it um, for women that like kind of work in music and it's easier to come to because it's on a lunch break. And then this week I started one at my church for women there. And the message is this, is that I do believe that God wants us to have an abundant life. That's what's in the Bible. John 10, 10, it says, um, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. So I'm like, I'm not preaching something that I don't believe is true. Like I'm also not teaching like abundance is like, you're going to have money and pay your bills. Like it's not on that side of abundance. That's a part of abundance. That's an awesome perk of it. But I'm talking about like you, you are capable of having an abundant life, meaning as much peace as you want and forgiveness and grace and happiness and contentment and a career and, um, a family, like abundance in all of those areas is kind of what abundance is to me. Cause abundance means plentiful. Like, and so what the message that I've kind of looked at through the, just studying the, the word and researching just how you grow wheat, which is a sign of abundance is it's a really hard process to grow wheat. Like it's not easy. Like you plow the ground is the first thing that has to happen, which is a lot of work. Um, if the ground is not plowed and you don't do the work, like you're not ever going to get to abundance, but it's work mm-hmm. and then you're ready to go. But like, you can't even start like plowing the ground until the rain comes because the rain makes the ground really soft. And so the whole thing I think is like, even when we really want to do something, if we're not waiting on the rain, which you cannot bring the rain and I cannot bring the rain, God controls the rain. Like we're setting ourselves up for failure if we're not involving God from the beginning, from the beginning. So he brings the rain. He tells you when, like you can plow, you can plow, but then it's like, you can start throwing the seeds out there, which is awesome. But, but see, like, you know, like whether it's career, like you take the meetings, you're networking, you're doing all the things, but like, that's a lot of work too. Mm -hmm. And the seeds don't grow. There's a lot of time when we're sitting there waiting on like to watch something grow. It's not happening, whether it's like trying to grow a family or trying to whatever, you know, like grow in mental health and find ways to like have feel forgiveness that maybe you haven't had your whole life or, or whatnot. Like there's a lot of times like we've planted the seeds. Where's why? Are we why not is this not anything? happening? You know? Why is it not happening now? Yes. And you have to wait again on God to bring the rain, to grow your seeds. It's to bring like, the rain again. Again. So it's like you're waiting on God. Then you can start. Then you're th- throwing the seeds out there, doing the work. Then you're waiting on God again. And then finally your, your field starts to grow. Your abundance is coming in and it's, it's a lot of work to even take the, once the abundance gets here, in my opinion, once the wheat has grown, once you've arrived at whatever it is you think is going to bring you happiness or contentment, there's still more work. I mean, there's, you have to go out there and pick the wheat, which is a lot of, of work, but like that's, there's trials and tribulations that still come 
in your abundant season. And I think what happens is, this is just my personal opinion, is when we're in the plowing seasons or the waiting seasons or the growing seasons, we equate that as not being abundant. I lo- See, that is what I love. That was a very distinctive difference for me that I haven't heard about abundance before is that you actually are claiming and telling and re- making us realize all of those seasons are actually abundance. They're abundance. It's like you cannot have abundance without those seasons. You cannot just get to the plowed you field. You can't get to the plowed field. It's like all of it has to happen to even get you to where you're going. And I think sometimes we like to like throw the baby out with the bathwater and be like, this is a hard season. This is either not what I'm supposed to be doing or God has left me. But this isn't or, fair. Yeah. We start to come up with a million reasons, which is like what I'm teaching on the next one that um, that you're at is like, we start looking at the field next to us of that farmer. He did not work as much as me. He's not like, why is his wheat getting so much better? Why is he already picking his? Like, I don't understand. You know, like we, we can get so distracted. He's getting more for his bundle. There you go. Uh-huh. Like, no, I mean, we all have an abundant life. It can look different and it's okay. And it's just understanding in those, those hard seasons, which we've all been in and we'll go through again. Like we'll, it will happen. They're all a part of an abundant life. And you know, one thing I mentioned in it is like, I don't know at what point we started realizing or thinking. And I, I laughed at the last study I taught. I was like, just so you know, whenever I say we, I just mean me. It just sounds better when I say we. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know at what point we started equating waiting as something that's bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like getting harder and harder as generations get like grow up to wait. And I think about my kids like they don't know what waiting is. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to have to work extra hard to get them to learn that waiting is okay and so when we have amazon i mean literally a panera delivery guy just walked up as we're recording this because i ordered us panera an hour ago but like we don't have to wait anymore and so when we're waiting we think something's wrong yeah you know we think and this then you look right. around and you're and then you start looking around and gosh we have a lot of places to look these days that's right and we can see people like you said thriving everywhere yeah. it seems yeah and we're like they don't have problems why don't they have to go through this yeah. why is it not why is it so easy for them it's it waiting is okay and you know i talk about like plowing is hard work nobody's instagramming their plowing season Mm -hmm. it just doesn't happen Mm -hmm. like no Mm -hmm. one's really doing that and it's we are i don't know creating this false sense of like what an abundant life looks like and i i don't know it just i it makes sense to me and it may not make sense it makes so much sense to me whether you're in a waiting season a plowing season a sewing season a waiting season again like it's all part of getting you to your abundant life that God has for you. And then you said sometimes you can get to the time of the harvest and you don't have a good crop that year. You don't have a good crop that Man, year. Man, that sucks. Yeah. You I do mean, all that work and all that waiting and your crop gets attacked by locusts. There you go. Is what you, you know, said. Yeah, yeah. No, you I'm said it. I'm quoting you. <laughs> I, I teach on that. It's like, what are your locusts? What is it? Is it the locust of fear that's going to come and rob your crop? Is it? But then you also think about, I can think of, I, I use this example, like, I was supposed to be on a literal field, like as a sideline reporter and God completely shook that up. And now I say, I'm a stay at home mommer, <laughs> you know, and I look at the contentment and the happiness and the peacefulness and the joy I do have now doing what I'm doing. I, I may not have had I been the next Aaron Andrews, like who knows but what I have been. these things could have been, but I don't even have to worry about that. Yeah. Like that field went away and this is the new field I'm in. And I also think about like, you know what, on my way to that field, <laughs> All the work, all the meetings I took, all the demo reels I put together, all the 
games that I did sideline reporting at that were like paying me nothing. I probably lost money by the time I like, <laughs> yeah. like didn't get paid for my day job and drove seven hours to record some, you know, random game that no one was even watching. Like I learned a lot. You can learn a lot in your plowing season and your sowing season, even if that harvest doesn't come. Like, doesn't mean you weren't on your way to abundance. Like, it all works together. Even if that particular harvest doesn't come, it doesn't mean that there's not a lesson and a message that That's translate right. later into another field and That's another exactly harvest right. season that you're in. Like, now you're in a totally different harvest season than you would have dreamed of when you're trying to be a sideline reporter. That's exactly right. I, and I, oh, I also... so true. Like, your sideline reporter harvest never came, per it se. It never came, but... I learned a lot in the seasons that led to like where I thought that was going that have helped me now, even in the music industry or sitting here with microphone in my hand or yeah, who knows how it's going to translate or later on talking in front of people. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like given doing these Bible studies or like I do prepare for them. I get just as excited. I used to love like game days when I was like going to have a game and I would like wake up and I would like have my coffee. I mean, early, this was before we had kids and, I'd have all my notes out about all the players and I was studying everything and I was like repeating, like thinking like what scenarios could come up. And it's the same thing. I've just thought about this as we're talking about this. I do the day I'm teaching a Bible study. I get my kids off to school. I go sit in my guest room, which like is my office. Corey said, I have been in that room one time since we've lived here. I'm like, I go in it every day. It's my sanctuary. And I have my notes out and I go over them in the same way that I did all these seasons preparing you for it just because it's important for me to like know the information but you you learned that when you were preparing for another seat another when you were plowing another field that that now those lessons have translated translated like isn't that interesting there's a whole lesson in there at some point but yeah i don't know it's just get i i live in a state and i kind of always have um i i want an abundant life for me and i want it for anyone i have i come in contact with like i've and I, I genuinely mean that. Like, I hate seeing broken people. Um, not that I'm broken. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, like, the areas that I'm broken in, I'm constantly trying to find resolution and restitution, like, and redemption. And, like, I, I, I don't like broken things. I want it to be fixed. If I have a broken relationship with someone, that devastates me, and I want to do whatever I can to fix it. And I, I want that for everyone around me. And I know that's, like, maybe unrealistic but this message to me is that like if you're in your plowing season it's okay don't don't think that like god's abandoned you don't think that this is just for nothing this is for nothing it is leading you to abundance in some way shape or form that's the message. i love that and i was like i have to have you come on and share this message because to me that makes so much sense well, i'm glad but i feel like so many times like you said we get in these seasons where we are waiting or where it's not happening or we're not getting the rain. We're not getting the fertilization that we need for our soil. Or we got to this end and we thought we should have some big moment happening and we get our crops not there and we have to totally change our plan and like start over and it's defeating and we feel lost and we feel abandoned, but we're not. But we're not. I mean, I don't know if you think about, at least for me, it's worked. All the things that I thought I wanted, not all of them, but most of them, other than Corey, because like I've always wanted Corey and I still want Corey. <laughs> you little cutie pies. Um, there's always been a reason it didn't happen or it happened at a different timing or it looks different and I wouldn't go back and change it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't know. I know the majority of people I know, they, they feel that way. So mm-hmm. it's like. I have to trust if, if whatever next season I'm in, if, if the trials and tribulations are there for in whatever way, I have to be able to sit in those, like I have to still be able to, to 
preach and teach this abundant talk mm-hmm. in any season I'm in, whether it's hard or easy, you know, mm-hmm. and that scares me a little bit. That's a little terrifying <laughs> to think about, but, but I feel that way. I mean, cause if I look back on my past, like that's how it's always played out. Even the hard times mm-hmm. that I always go, man, when, when I'm going through something hard, I'm like, I know that a couple years from now I'll be on the other side of this and I'll, it'll, it'll be something I'm looking back on. Like, like it will be. Um, and every time I'm looking back on it, I can see either why it happened or what it led to or, um, you know, or how it's working. God is working all things for, for our good. I mean, that's, that's in the Bible. Like you can start to see that there are those big whammies, those big question marks that we'll have for God one day. But for the most part, you can see that God is constantly, constantly using what was made for evil for good. Which I do sound like the crazy church. No, you don't. When you use words like evil and good and darkness and light, it's just the season I'm in. You sound like a person who's lived life, who's had real experiences with God, who's having an honest relationship with God in real life. And you just sound like someone who's just talking about the truth in your heart and you're not trying to do it for any bigger reason than this is how you feel and you want to share this message. That is is an accurate, I mean... I just want to share the message and watch, you know, women are what are on my heart just because that's who like I connect with and the, the, the circles I run around in that too. I'm like passionate about like, man, I want to see everyone around me know that like God is for you, not against you. Mm -hmm. You do not have to be perfect. That is the biggest lie ever. Mm -hmm. We are not fully equipped, but he is. Yep. So like there's, there's, um, a book out there called you are the girl for the job and a friend who lives over in China, who's now in America because of the coronavirus, that girl is like my hero watching her navigate that with her family. But she sent me that book a couple months ago and was like, I hope this book means as much to you as it has for me. Go chase those wheat fields. All my friends are like so tired of me talking about wheat, (laughs) but that book just like more than anything made me be like, man, whatever it is that like God has put in Caroline hobbies heart, like go do it because he will continue to reveal to you how to do it. Mm -hmm. And he will show up for you. Like if it's in your heart, he gives you the desires of your heart. Like that's, that's how this works. Like he will continue to open the doors for you or close the doors for you or give you the peace. Like I've watched you and I know this is you asking me questions, but like I really have watched you through this motherhood journey, like transform. And I'm so excited (laughs) to see, I really am excited to see this is a new season for you too. Like Mm -hmm. even though you're like, Oh, I'm starting to tear up. Like there is a peacefulness and a confidence that I haven't seen in you in years. That that's uh, maybe always, ever. That's always been in there. But I think the self doubt and the fear and the buying into the lie that like you got to have it all together and yep. you're not valuable, mm-hmm. which is a lie. We all know that. Like those little layers are starting to come off, and like the confident Caroline, like you know what, me and God, we've got this is coming out, and like that is so rewarding as a friend to get to watch. Aww. I'm serious because your light's always been so bright and it's you get those layers off of you it's just gonna get brighter my I agree with you because the purity of who I am is just so much more present now it's not that mm. I wasn't pure before but like you said I had so many layers and so much I was trying to keep up with and strive to be and I want people yeah. to perceive me as this and I wanted to achieve this because then I'm more valuable and like oh my god like even with the fields like that person's wheat feels better than mine like why is my wheat feel not good and now I'm like I don't freaking care like yeah. I just want to be happy and content and I want Sunny to be happy and I want to be here and I want to see her light and it's like it's got me just to such a pure place you yeah. know I love that I, I don't 
I'm quoting a royal over here, which is like <laughs> hilarious for me to actually do. But I read something the other day that Kate Middleton said it was like I love her. Something about um, and I screenshotted in my phone, so if I butcher it too much, I'll pull it up. But it was like it's not about doing every pickup and drop off with your kid. It's about being present for them. I love that. And I was like, man, because we were talking about this earlier, like. You can control the world if we keep it in a black and white sense. And like a black and white, right and wrong, yay, my kids are going to turn out great if they know I'm always there for them and they see my face at a pickup and drop off, which is great and awesome. And I, I love to be out at the bus when my son gets there. I want that to be the first thing he sees and I don't want to walk 10 feet into the house without me being there. But he's not going to remember that as much as me in the room with him when he goes, hey mom, will you sit down and read me this book? And I go, absolutely I will. And I'll either put my phone down which and look in his eyes and feel his heart put my arm around him read that book with him like being present is everything and I think that like I think that's the season you're at I know that's the season where I'm at and I think that the joy that we are capable of having and the contentment is the most present when we are present Amen to that. And kind of expand on what you're saying, what we were talking about before with like seeing people and not having to have them defined by, yeah, I like this about them. I don't like this about them. Like, I don't know. I, we talked about this a little bit earlier before the year started. I, I started to realize like, I'm constantly rating things in life. <laughs> yeah, like me too. Give me a good coffee shop. Like I love to go get a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, but I always be like, man, this coffee was, you know, it's good, but it's not as good as it was like down the road last year. I mean, what was the name of that spot or date night with people. If Corey and I ever get to go like on a date night or we have people come to, this was so awesome. This was so much fun. Like, like we're, I'm constantly categorizing. Like it was, or, it was a, I liked it so much, but I liked it better when we went on a date night with that yeah, couple yeah, or, yeah. Or, or like this drove me nuts about that person or like, why do we feel the need to do that? Like, why do we have to rank it all and define it all and like say, oh, here's the good parts about this and here's the bad parts about that's this right. that we I don't. personally don't like. But to me, that's like, everything in life feels easier if you can categorize it and put a label on it. And mm-hmm. we're, we learn to do that at such a young age that we carry that into every aspect of our life without realizing it. And somehow you and I both came to that decision this year. Like, why are we labeling things? Why are we like experiences? You know what? It was awesome. Today was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in my mind quickly, is there like a, is there a, a list going through my brain personally of things that I wouldn't like or that I would have changed or that drove me crazy or he breathed weird or yeah. she talked funny or like that was an annoying story that I had to listen to that she said but also it's like who cares why like, I mean like, who cares yeah. like, what, the great things about this person like look at this person's heart and intentions and yes there's stuff that drives me crazy about yeah. everyone but I drive people crazy there's you know it's like yeah. why do I need to get it all who am I, who am I going to find out there that checks all my perfect boxes? You know what I call this, this ties back into it. And I, um, we don't have the visuals here, but I'll explain it as best as possible. It's like when we're finding those things wrong, that is a lack mentality. Mm-hmm. We are missing the abundance of that person. All the good things. Yes. We're fine. I do this all the time with my personal life. Like, the one thing I did wrong, I'm not looking at the 20 things I did. And you great obsess that day. about it. I have a lack. I have a lack mentality. Yes. Like I have to work hard to have that abundant. It's a, it's, it's, it's hard to do, you know, it's or I'll so walk easy in my to house focus and I'm like, it. I love my kitchen. We got it redone. I love my den. Cause we got new furniture, but the one room we haven't touched, like I'm constantly thinking what's wrong with our house or our outside of our house is like built in the eighties. And there's definitely some brickwork that needs to be done. It's starting to fall off a little bit. I'm seeing that I'm not seeing, Oh man, what a great spot this house has been for us and what a retreat it's been. And 
I will, it's a lack. It's the same with other people. We're mm-hmm. going to find that one place of lack and mm-hmm. focus on that. I don't know if you know, I have that visual. It's like the animal from one direction looks like a rabbit. And then from the other direction, it looks like a duck. And I hold it up in the study and I'm like, okay, what do you see here? And half the room always is like, that's a rabbit. And the other half the room is like, it's a duck. And I'm like, no, this is like, it can be either one of those things. It's how you're choosing to look at it. And it's the same way about like, these people or the nights that we're trying to categorize, like, are we going to look at it as a night of lack or, or a night of abundance? We're going to look at that person. The one thing they do wrong is like, Ugh, that they're lacking in this way. Are we looking at the areas that they're succeeding in? Like we get to choose what that looks like. So why? Yes. There's this, there's a weird quirk this person does. that drives you nuts. Why am I going to worry about that when their heart is good and they're trying yeah. to be a good person? They're showing up for me and they love me and they love, they're working hard to be, to do what they feel is right for them. Like, why am I going to sit around and try to talk shit about them? Yeah, I think I think what you'll start to realize is what I start to realize is like, I will stop myself and I will stop Corey and he will stop me like, you know, and he'll mm-hmm. be like, that's a lot mentality that what you just said. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it is. Now you're using my words against me. <laughs> but that's what it is. Like, why not in the heart of abundance over here really work at Seeing the, not looking at the lack anymore. Yes. It, it doesn't achieve anything. No, it makes you feel bad. It makes you feel bad. It robs you of joy. I mm-hmm. mean, there's not a lot of joy in lack, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, but um, here's to 2020 to not categorizing. Okay. And I want to just throw this out there. You don't have to do this because this is your journey and your calling oh, and all your it. stuff. I think you should share your messages that you preach via podcast and I would be happy to be that podcast for you for a while until you want to start your own but I think you should share your messages I I will receive that I will receive that I don't know what that looks like that's where the me of like I can't plan I can't plan we don't have to plan plan it no but that's what I'm saying like I've gone too far to where I'm like I'm open to that and I'm getting once again confident enough in the fact that I'm like I'm not equipped but God is so Mm -hmm. wherever this is going Mm -hmm. I'm good with um, I will receive that. You know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen to these or if this, the, the 30 women that I give the message to, if that will grow. I do know that like one thing I'm really praying about and I can see happening and KB and I've talked about is doing a retreat just because mm-hmm. that's where we first had this vision and, um, you know, doing that hopefully like in the fall, I'm hoping to do it at, um, I call it Alex and Drake's place. Is it Wood Hollow? Whitewood, Whitewood Hollow, Hollow. Um, which everyone needs to check out in Nashville. Yes. Or if you need to have an event space, you're yep. coming to Nashville, Whitewood Hollow. It's amazing. I feel like that's where it'll be just one day and show yes. up and talk like in addition to what we've talked about and have speakers and do yoga and have a great meal in a beautiful setting. And um, Oh, yeah. But I, I might move in that direction with the podcast. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just kind of waiting and seeing. Well, know that like Thank I now you. do two podcasts a week. So one of them is a midweek mom chat on Thursdays, which I love, by the way. And I also love that, like the voice you have. I told you this yesterday is like it, it carries a lot of weight with it and it impacts a lot of people. And that's really awesome. Well, it's all about just being truth and honest and trying to get to this. We're all trying to get to this place of happiness. Right. I know. I and know. that involves being honest and it involves like hearing great messages like this. So yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. Thank if you. If you feel called to share some of your messages. I have a spot for you to okay. share them. All right. All right. And I, I can that. help nurture you on to getting your own so you can Thank share these you. messages. No pressure. Just putting it out Thank there. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, we might have to talk more about this over our Panera salads. Outside. I think it would be a really great thing. And Thank we could you. even just try for a few more times and I'm just see how it goes. Because I'm, totally I'm with you. That. Like, I don't want to set in a sound like, we have to do this and this no, is our plan because that's too much pressure. I, the thing is, this whole experience of starting this Bible study 
has been so easy once I just like succumb to the idea of like, all right, this is what's in it for me to where like that to me would make total sense. And I would step into that. And it'd be you know? easy. It would be easy because you make it easy, but it would be easy because <laughs> you've done all the work and I'm just going to like hop in and talk. No, but you're doing all the work in a different area and it's just combining forces with that's what I love about being in community with women and men too. But I love being in community with women just like you. We're all doing work in different areas of our lives. And so when we can collaborate and like make them, I love that. Like you have a message that I want to share. Like I have messages too, but like I don't have all the messages. That's why I love this podcast because I get to talk to women who have great hey, messages. If there is interest there and you think women would benefit from the messages, I will 100%. Let's just do it. Let's do, do it. a few more. And yeah. whenever we can work it into our schedules and make, make it sense, let's just talk about one of your lessons. Okay. I'm cool with that. Okay. So Lainey Crowder is going to be a visiting guest on my midweek mom chats coming Woo-hoo! up. Count me in. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. So I wrap up with, you know, this leave your light. Um, just what do you want people to know particularly today? Um, this is what I want people to know. I'm going to pull the church lady card. Um, this is my favorite verse in the Bible, and it is, He did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I pray that literally out loud to my kids every morning, and they roll their eyes. But I want them to know that, that like, and I want everyone listening to know that, like, He did not give you that spirit of fear. If there's fear in there, that is not from Him. He gives you power, love, and a sound mind. I just think if we could focus on those three things, how happier our world would be. Love it. Lainey Crowder. I brought his light, not my own. But <laughs> I love that you. Works. That works. That's the best light. You're the I best. Agree. Bye. Bye. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.